Are you recording now? Recording. <laughs> this is gonna sound weird. Things are about to get weird. Just get to the murder. <laughs> is your uh, brain made of like soup right now? <laughs> I'm emotion- very emotionally unstable at the moment. Um, yes, my brain is actually mush. Um, when I go to sleep, every night when I go to sleep, I just can see a computer screen filled with contracts and like words like when i close my eyes i see a screen with words on it and have I... you had stress dreams about this yet oh yes the day before my first exam like in the entire night i dreamed about hypotheticals and fact patterns that could be on the exam like in, like my dreams created their own exam questions <laughs> they were like get enough sleep the night before and i said i was like okay i'll go to sleep at a decent hour no my brain would not shut off so you know what, tonight I'll probably stay up till I get tired at like 3 o'clock in the morning, show up there at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning, and throw a dumpster fire onto a piece of paper and call it a day. So if you need representation, <laughs> please contact Taylor in the next three to four years, assuming that she <laughs> passes her finals this week oh my and God. next week. Hopefully not four years. If it's four years, then if I don't pass and y'all don't hear from me, don't don't look for me i don't know i always say four years because i just feel like you gotta pass I'm not, the bar you gotta pass the bar and i'm i'm not gonna really trust a lawyer for the first you know six months of them That's being true. out there you know i'll just be doing the grunt work probably at that point yeah so i mean you can still represent me if you want to i'm not planning on doing anything that needs it but you never know you always have to have a lawyer on standby so that you can be that person that says You'll be hearing from my lawyer. <laughs> Even if it's me. Even if it's Taylor. <laughs> yes. Um, welcome to this podcast called This Is Gonna Sound Weird. Yeah. A podcast where we talk about everything, true crime, paranormal, and shit that's just plain weird. True. Like Taylor's career choice. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know if my brain is capable of comedy today. <laughs> Your life's funny enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. We're almost there. I have less than a week until I'm done, and then I have, like, almost a month of break. There you go. And, and then you get to do it all again. Yay. And I'm also broke. All of the money I saved up over quarantine, it's pretty much gone. <laughs> Damn it. So, next semester. So, don't only... expect a Christmas gift from Taylor. No, definitely not. Uh, Brandon was like, hey, you want to get each other little Christmas no. presents? And I was like, no, not really. But he is insisting on getting things to put in each other's stocking. So I guess we're going to do that. Brandon's really trying to do this while he's the breadwinner. I was going to say, he does know that when I run out of money, like, he's going to have to pay me. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whatever. You know what? If he wants to give me a good gift, he can. Even though he said he was going to go to Walmart. So I'm not really it's sure. It's going to be real good then. <laughs> I can already tell. <laughs> Anyways. Well, this week's theme is Friendly Ghosts. A little something more lighthearted this week. Yeah. You know, we've had some Hopefully heads. Sydney didn't just. Nah, I like to come in. Fuck just, around again. Just like to come here and just like absolutely take this podcast, throw the comedy out, and just talk about the hard-hitting topics. Yeah, the last few weeks have just been incredibly depressing during this already <laughs> beginning of like depressing season. I've already, I'm already feeling the cold weather affecting me. I think I'm going to get one of those, uh, like, vitamin D lights. Oh, yeah. Um, Brandon told me he would buy me one if I can be less sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I can already tell. It's only been, shit, like, kind of cold out for about a week, and my knuckles are already, like, crispy as hell. I've been putting lotion on them. Yeah, mine are too. Mine are bad. Um, 
So before I, I you know, I want to get all the sad topics out um, so that we're re- when we're really in the trenches of our seasonal affective disorder, the, you know, I'll, I'll pick. That's what I'm going to whip out those lighter topics. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> February and January expect no comedy out of me. Only sadness and despair. Even though I'm kind of there right now. I'm in despair right now. Um, yeah, and our both of our birthdays are in February. And as you, I don't oh, know, yeah. if you, I don't know, listeners, if you're anything like me, my birthday, worst day of the year. I don't know why. My birthday last year was actually very good. I, Brandon had to work the beginning of it, so I got to do what I wanted. And then we went and hung out. That was nice. I usually don't have good birthdays, though. Seven. Was that when I took you out? Uh-huh. I don't remember if I out. took you out on the fir- on your actual birthday. It was on my actual birthday. That was probably oh, yeah. the best one I've had. And we went to Carolina Ale House. We did. And <laughs> we ate a lot of fried food. <laughs> Felt nauseous. Yeah. Well, we won't be able to do no. m- much of that this year. But Brandon, we'll, we'll still make it fun. Yeah. Me and Brandon did have to pay like $100 for an Uber that night. But it was on his. You know what? It was That's on his Brandon. card. That's Brandon's problem. <laughs> well, let's get into it. Okay. Uh, I went first last week, so you go ahead. I'll go first. So this week, I'm doing something near and dear to my heart a little bit. Not quite. Oh. Uh, I'm doing uh, the ghost of Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> All right. Now you're probably wondering why is this near and dear to Taylor's heart? I know why. I'll get there. Probably. I didn't write any notes on that part, but I'll get to it. So my sources were Wikipedia, History.com, and I think it was just Wikipedia and History.com. Simple, I like it. Honestly, I don't really remember. I wrote these notes over a week ago at home with my family during Thanksgiving. So we'll see. We'll see what they say. I I don't know. Uh, So Lincoln's ghost is mostly known to haunt the White House, which is kind of fun. And throughout time, there have been... But there's been some ghost stories about former presidents coming back to haunt the White House, you know. But apparently Lincoln is, like, the most popular one that people see. And he has become known as, quote, the White House ghost. And it's said that he started haunting it pretty soon after he died in 1865. Uh, His ghost has also been said to haunt some of his former homes and workplaces in Springfield, Illinois, including his former law office. So, law buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, though, I think that's odd that he haunts his old houses and the White House. Can he just travel? I guess. Around? Why not? I don't know. How I mean, I guess when you're a ghost, ghost works. I mean, I feel like I've heard of some ghosts being like trapped in one place, but I'm like, yeah. If you got the ability to travel, why not? Why not see the world? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, as most of you know, uh, Abraham Lincoln was the 16th president of the United States. I I, I if y'all was wondering, uh, if any little children, like kindergartners, are listening. <laughs> Uh, he's, you know, well-known because of his role in preserving the Union Army during the Civil War, and, you know, he started the process to end slavery, so he's, like, a beloved president. He probably has his issues, like everybody else. Really don't know. Um. Never met him personally. I never met him. Um, you know, so he's remembered for a lot of that good stuff. You know, he had humble beginnings, and this is where this comes in, okay? Everybody says Abraham Lincoln was born in Illinois. Well, false. I am from this. I'm not going to give you the name of the town because it's so tiny. It's just so tiny. There's a tiny town in North Carolina. And it's where I'm from originally. It's in Western North Carolina. And they think that Abraham Lincoln was born in my tiny town because his mother lived there and she worked for a family there. And the story goes, she got pregnant by the husband of the family she worked for. And they ended up kind of like sending her off or whatever. And the people that are supposed to be related to Abraham Lincoln still live in my town. Some of them look just like him, like straight up. 
And there are documents in the church that my parents go to that state the church is like really old. And so the documents go back to like in the 1800s, whenever, and say that his mother and him went to the church. You know, they used to like take role or whatever. They were in the role. Like they have the documents. And we also have a very tiny museum dedicated to him. I'm talking teeny tiny. Uh, we I've driven by it. It's like one room. Yeah. But anyways, if people tell you that Abraham Lincoln was born in Illinois, he probably wasn't. I'm pretty confident he was born in North Carolina. And then he was kind of, they were kind of shipped away. And, you know, you don't want, back in the day, they didn't want the president of the United States to say that he was from, like, you know, not from a married couple and all mm-hmm. that. So, anyways, whatever. He's from North Carolina. Stick into that story. They just didn't want him to be from North Carolina. No, they didn't. They have they have something against us. Um, okay, so he's remembered for being born in North Carolina. You know, it's very near and dear to him. He told that to everyone he met. Uh, just kidding. But obviously, he was remembered for his untimely death. You know. So, you know I, that? I do, do you know I that he know. got shot? Uh, but his life wasn't easy before he became president. Um even, like, it was filled with tragedy, like, throughout. So, you know, he just was. It just wasn't going for him. Yeah. Well, if, he you was, want, if you want the, the full story of how tragic his life was, just watch that movie Lincoln. It's very, bo- oh, yeah. it's very boring, in my it. opinion. But uh, what's her name? It's Sally Fields. Yeah. She's excellent in that film, but it's kind of a slow movie. It's long as shit. It is long as shit. We went on a field trip uh, in high school and saw it, and uh, we fucking trashed that theater. <laughs> Cause they let it, they like opened the theater early, and oh, it no. was boring as shit. We had all these high school sophomores. People were throwing popcorn. And it watched, was too much. I watched it with my dad because my dad loves history, and my grandma also went with us. I think everybody thought it was boring as shit. Me and my dad kind of liked it because we like history, but it was way too long. Mm-hmm. But so when Lincoln was nine, his mother died, and then his first love, Anne Rutledge, died of typhoid fever. And he got real depressed, and he had a large emotional breakdown a few years later. I can relate to that. <laughs> um, and then in 1842, he um, married Mary Todd Lincoln, which is the wife that everybody knows him to have. Uh, but they weren't very happy. She was real unpredictable. She had a pretty unpredictable personality. And this is where we get into kind of the supernatural part she had a really big like belief in like the supernatural and like spiritual stuff which i did not know i didn't know that um and because of this it led lincoln to be kind of interested in some of this supernatural spiritual stuff but he was always a little skeptical but like you can't be the president of the united states and say i believe in fucking ghosts in the 1800s no they'd say they'd call you a witch yes and so he also he had four sons or they had four sons um but they all died except one before they reached adulthood. And so Edward died at the age of four. Willie died during Lincoln's first term in office. And then this is Tad, but I think it means Todd. I'm not really sure. Died at the age of 18 after his father's death. So anyways, he's, everybody's dying. Um, and when Willie died, he was very, very, Lincoln was real heartbroken. He would visit the gravesite for hours and just weep. And Mary Todd said that they should hold seances at the White House in order to communicate with all of their dead sons. Um, But apparently the results uh, weren't quite what they were looking for. Um, Lincoln only went to a couple of them, but basically Mary Todd was bringing in some stuff into the house she probably shouldn't have. 
making it all spooky and shit. Um, so, like I said, family, very supernatural. You know, of course, they haunt the White House. Now, Lincoln actually was said to have dreamed of his own death before it happened. Um, by the time of his re-election in 1864, he was, he was pretty tired, pretty worn down, you know. We've, we've seen the photos. He, um, you know, didn't have time to do much. He was just being president. Whatever. I'm busy, man. He's fucking busy. So, a close friend of Lincoln says, though, that one day Lincoln was telling him about a dream he had had. And so, this guy's name was Ward Hill Lamon. Lamon could say. <laughs> but he wrote down, like, what Lincoln said about the dream he had. And so, Lincoln said, about 10 days ago, I retired very late. And when he went to bed, he started dreaming. And he described the dream as having a death-like stillness. And then he heard subdued sobs as if a bunch of people were weeping around him. So he said in his dream, he then like got out of the bed, what he thought was like the bed. And he went downstairs. And he said when he went downstairs, it said there was a cat quake. <laughs> well, what? There's a what? I don't know. A catastrophe? I meant to look it up. It's kind of... Catafalque? I'm going to say like Could a, you spell it? C-A-T-F-A-L-Q-U-E. <laughs> I'm going to say it's like, basically this is what happens. A catacophalque, <laughs> which is, I'm going to picture it's like a bed or it's like a coffin because there was a corpse on it. And oh, you know what I wonder? I wonder if it's like the block that they put you on when you're dead. Like probably. not an actual coffin, but like, you know, like the table, yes. like the exam table. Yes. So there was a corpse on it wrapped in like funeral vestments, which I assume were just like funeral wraps. Um, and around the corpse were soldiers. And they were acting as guards. And a lot of people were looking mournfully at the corpse. Like they were just kind of looking at it, crying. But the face was covered. And so in the dream, Lincoln asked one of the soldiers, he was like, who is this? And the soldier said, the president was killed by an assassin. <gasps> so, anyways, he dreamed that he was going to get killed by an assassin. Um, but this was odd. This wasn't even the first time he had actually seen his own death. Soon after his election in 1860, he saw a double image of his face reflected in a mirror in his house in Springfield. Um, and he described, like, one of the faces as his real face, and the other was a pale imitation of his face, so like kind of like a ghostly thing mm -hmm. in the back. And Mary Todd did not see the image, but she was really troubled by it because she, you know, she's so superstitious. And she predicted that the clear image meant that he would serve out his first term in office, and that the ghost-like image meant that he was going to be renominated for a second term, but that he would not live to complete the term, which is exactly what happened. Because uh, in April 14th, 1865, Lincoln was shot by Southern sympathizer John Wilkes Booth in the back of the head as he watched Our American Cousin at Ford's Theater. Uh, and he ended up actually dying at 722 the next morning, April 15th. Which, I'm picturing that movie Lincoln right now. I think that's what I'm picturing. Because then they like rush him across the street mm -hmm. after he dies or after he gets shot. So... Pretty soon right after his death, he's spotted at the White House with some frequency. One of the first appearances was when a photo photograph, when a picture was taken of Mary Todd Lincoln. So it was just her sitting in front of like, I don't know, a backdrop of some sort. Mm -hmm. And it was taken by William H. Mumler, who was considered a, quote, spirit photographer. Um, oh, okay. And 
in the back of the picture, there's an apparition of Lincoln that is standing behind his wife. And if you look this up, like, it does look like him. And I'll post it on the Insta. I think that'd be a good photo to pick. But some say that this photo isn't actually showing Abraham Lincoln's ghost in the back, but that it was simply double exposure. But in my mind, I'm like, okay, if it was just some, like, glitch with the camera... Because they weren't saying that, like, somebody went in and, like, edited, you know, mm-hmm. like, photoshopped in. They were like, oh, it's just, like, double exposure. But, like, it fucking looks like Lincoln. They probably debunked it now, maybe. I don't know if it's the original picture. But either way, it looks creepy. Yeah, that don't make sense. I don't know a lot about photography, but I feel like double exposure, like, that doesn't right. just make a, it was an only- apparition appear, right? Also, even if it made, like... I would think even if it made, like, a weird shadow in the back, it's not going to, I mean, it's not going to look like Abraham Lincoln. Not all shadows look like Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) So, we'll put it. Y'all can look at it and let us know what you think. We'll put a poll out. Yes. So, you know, after this, Abe was dead. Um, We saw him in the picture. Other people at the White House started seeing him throughout time. I don't quite have these in order, but you know what? If you know your history, you'll know kind of around the time frames this happened. So, when... If you don't, you'll be lost. Yeah. So, Eleanor Roosevelt, when the Roosevelts lived in the White House, she thought she felt Lincoln's presence, like, all the time. She said she never actually saw him, but she would feel him. I guess she could just tell, like, what his presence was like. And that the family dog, Fala, Fala, would bark for no reason, and she felt it was Lincoln's ghost. So, she was like, you know what? I think it's him. Yes. If an animal makes any sort of noise or, like, looks in the corridor at nothing, I'm like, good God, they're seeing a ghost. Tex does it. He'll look down the hallway. One day I came home, and he was staring down the hallway, and he wouldn't even move from the spot he was in. And I was coming home. Like, usually, you know, a dog's like, hey, what's up? Happy to have you home. I walked in. He was staring down the hallway. He just turned his head, looked at me, turned his head back, and kept staring down the hallway. And I was like, bitch, what is it? Um, yeah, I'd have to immediately leave. At first, I was like, is somebody in the house? I was like, but if somebody was in the house, he would be going bad shit. So, I don't know. guess it was a ghost. Um, yeah, you're going to have to move. Yeah. Well, I don't think we can. We have a mortgage on the house. <laughs> foreclose it (laughs) uh follow me for more financial advice (laughs) i'm gonna declare bankruptcy (laughs) so eisenhower's press secretary and the press secretary to the first lady both said that they felt lincoln's presence in the white house as well so a lot of people are just kind of feeling his presence Mm -hmm. i don't know if he's coming up and being like hey baby it's me (laughs) lincoln (laughs) um his footsteps are often heard to be um outside of the Lincoln bedroom and Margaret Margaret Truman who's the daughter of Harry Truman said that one night she heard someone knocking on the door of the Lincoln bedroom and uh she believed it was Lincoln obviously so I guess he was like hey can I get in here and Truman himself when he stayed in that bedroom he also said he heard knocks on the door that he thought was was from Lincoln um, some said that they have actually seen Lincoln's ghost laying in the bed in the room, and others have seen him sitting on the edge of the bed putting his boots on. So, I don't know if that was his bedroom. I don't know why they named it after him. I don't know. Yeah, that's I've never I, been to the White House. Uh, I've been to the White House, but, like, they don't, when you go on a tour, they don't, like, take you through every room. Like the They're bedrooms. not like, this is where Michelle and Barack stay, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> they literally just take you, like, you come in through, like, the front, like, you come through, like, the bottom, and you see that iconic red staircase yeah um and then they take you through like the center 
level yeah which is going to take you through like i think there's like a yellow room a pink room like a green mm. room and it takes sounds like our sorority house <laughs> yeah and then it takes you through um like the ballroom oh. and they basically just follow you in and they follow you right back just out like basic stuff no no back scene tours no and they don't give you any information they're just like you just like do you wh- see the oval office no, absolutely not. I guess not. I guess that's where all the magic takes place. <laughs> yeah. They just, <laughs> yeah. The magic. They, yeah. They just literally like file you through and then they don't really give you any information. You can like look, you can't take any pictures. Really? No, you, you have to, like, you cannot take any pictures. They, oh. Security, sh- security is tight. You should have took one to see if they hauled you away. <laughs> my, uh, yeah. When I was in like with the Girl Scouts <laughs> yeah. on my flip phone, oh. that would have gone over well. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, so all this is happening in Lincoln, the Lincoln bedroom. I don't know if it was his actual bedroom or if they just named it that. Um, But one of the most famous sightings in this bedroom of him was by Mary Eben, who was Eleanor Roosevelt's secretary. And she saw Lincoln putting on his boots, like she, like, opened the door or whatever. And then she ran from the room screaming. So she synced him and she got scared. Uh, many people have also seen apparitions of his ghost just kind of up and walking around the White House, chillaxing. Mm-hmm. One of the first people to um, see him was First Lady Grace Coolidge, who said she saw his ghost standing at the window in the yellow oval room, staring out at the Potomac River. Um, I didn't know that there was a river near the White House. She said Potomac. Maybe she was just staring in the direction of it. I couldn't, I, I couldn't say. I mean, I couldn't say. I've never if there's been a, there. If there's a river, then I feel like it, it. It's not like right next to the White House. Yeah, I'm gonna say that maybe that room like faces it. I don't know. I couldn't say. I wrote these notes. Well, I a guess week maybe ago. back in the day there probably also wasn't like all a these bunch bills. of shit. <laughs> yeah, like nowadays there's like the White House, and then there's like the Smithsonian and yeah. all this shit. You can, you can't see that. And another one of the famous incidents of someone seeing like his full apparition um, was when. He, in 1942, Queen Wilhelmina of the Netherlands allegedly heard footsteps outside of her bedroom in the White House, and then someone knocked on her door. So she opened the door, and she saw Lincoln standing there in a frock coat and a top hat, and she fainted immediately. Yeah, I'd have to pass <laughs> away if that happened to me. I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing here? She's like, I'm never going back to that shithole of America again. Uh, I think that was also during, yeah, that was during like World War II, so things weren't great. No, this one's kind of funny. Winston Churchill also reported to see Lincoln's ghost while at the White House. Uh, He apparently, Winston Churchill, liked to go to bed pretty late. Um, He'd take a long bath, drink him some scotch, smoke a cigar um, before he went to bed. Sounds great. He's trying to relax. So one night he got out of the bath and he walked into the adjoining like room of the bathroom. And he was naked, but he had a cigar in his mouth because, you know, he'd be smoking in the bath. And when he walked into the room, he was startled because he saw Lincoln's ghost standing by the fireplace and leaning, like, on the mantle. Apparently, Winston claims he took his cigar out of his mouth and then tapped the ash off and said, Good evening, Mr. President. You seem to have caught me at a disadvantage. (laughs) I don't like it. (laughs) And then he said that Lincoln smiled softly as if he were laughing and disappeared. (laughs) Lincoln's kind of a perv. I don't think, yes. If you don't know what Winston Churchill looks like, that makes the whole uh, incident <laughs> a little more funny. Also, um, my seventh grade um, history teacher, he um, was an odd one. 
he was like obsessed with Winston Churchill. So like everything I associate with Winston Churchill is just associated with him. So it made the whole things like ten times more pervy and creepy. I've been trying to watch The Crown on Netflix, and so I just envision like the actor who plays oh. Winston <laughs> Churchill. And I, I feel like Winston Churchill always wore like a little bit of a top hat. Himself. I think he did because he was bald. I think. Yeah. To me, Winston Churchill kind of looks like the penguin from that one Batman movie. (laughs) (laughs) But not as scary. I think just because he's kind of short. He's short, a little chunky. A little chunky, and he wears a top hat. Yeah, he just looks like a weird uncle that, like, comes and gives you a dollar at some family function, and you're like, God, please get away from me. (laughs) Please. Yeah, so. He's probably going to bring up politics at the dinner table. (laughs) (laughs) We definitely will. Brexit. Just kidding. I don't know anything don't about know Brexit. Anything about it. Any any uh, people from Great Britain out here listening? Let us know. Let us know. We're what's uneducated. Going with, what's going on with Brexit? That was real big when I was a political science student in law school. And fuck, what's Brexit? I don't know. What's a contract? It's, it's what you know. eat in the morning. Bre- <laughs> Brexit. Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> it's what you eat in the morning. Uh, anyways, so President Johnston. Johnson also supposedly encountered Lincoln's ghost when he was in the middle of a real stressful situation because of the Vietnam War. He was said to have asked Lincoln when he saw the ghost how um, he handled the unpopular war. So like he like Johnson was in a real situation with the war and he asked Lincoln when he saw his ghost. I guess he wasn't scared. He was like, hey, how did you deal with this? And then Lincoln I need some advice. And Lincoln supposedly said, don't go to the theater. I was like, what? Lincoln's got a sick sense of humor. It's like, bitch, just don't die, I guess. So, yeah, I don't really think that advice was... I don't think that was what uh, he was looking for. Um, and also, press secretary to the First Lady, Lady Bird Johnson, uh, her name was Liz Carpenter, also felt Lincoln's presence one evening when she was watching a TV show about Lincoln's death, like, while at the White House. And she said she noticed a plaque that she had never seen before hanging over the fireplace in the room that she was in that mentioned, like, how important Lincoln was, like, the country. And then all of a sudden she felt, like, a strange coldness, like, come over the room and an uneasiness. So maybe he was like, bitch, she said, I'm important. And this is why. As if she didn't know. <laughs> um, and Here's my resume. Yeah. Uh, sightings of Lincoln also sometimes happen outside the White House, including his grave in Springfield, Illinois. And on some nights in April, there is a phantom train that rides along the same path that his funeral train took from D.C. to Springfield when he was killed. Now, is that the train he takes to get to his old houses in Springfield when he's ready to like leave the White House? Does he take that ghost train? Yeah, he takes the metro. And so, this is my last. One of the last reported sightings of Lincoln was in the 1980s when Tony Savoy, a White House operations foreman, saw Lincoln sitting in a chair at the top of a flight of stairs in the White House. And that is the friendly ghost of Abraham Lincoln. Now, he didn't necessarily do anything nice, but, like, he wasn't mean. (laughs) He did some nice things in his life. I just think he's a nice dude, and it's kind of funny. It's kind of fun that he hangs around. Yeah. catching people when they're getting out of the bathtub <laughs> kind of weird but oh uh, well, it is what it is that was that um if you understood anything i said congratulations if not i apologize there are literally so many typos in this i could barely read it because <laughs> i didn't correct them it'd be like that sometimes <laughs> well thank you for that story you're welcome all right well you just sit back and relax i'm gonna, t- I'm gonna tell you um 
I got I got a twofer because mine are kind of short. Wow. I know, mine are kind of short, but we're going to be, you know, we talked about a passion project of yours. Uh-huh. I, you know, we're going to talk about some near and dear to my heart, which is Disney World. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. I guess you didn't know there's some... She's in a Disney adult. I'm a Disney adult. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I'm going for something a little more lighthearted this week. Um, okay. Thank God. Um, so, this is, a, this is a two for one special. So... Uh, my sources are bustle.com, insidethemagic.net, and Wikipedia. So, just a few. So, my first one. Um, I'm going to tell you the story of George the Ghost. I. <laughs> real specific. <laughs> Who is George the Ghost? I have well, no I'm idea. T- I'm going to tell you. So, uh, if, you've, if you've been to Disney World, you may know that there's this ride called Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. Uh, you may you may have seen the fantastic early two thousands film starring uh, my childhood crush uh, Orlando Bloom. <laughs> uh, he was real cute. Uh, you know, it's got some other people in there. We ain't gonna get into it. We don't. We don't get into it. <laughs> IMDb it if you need to. Yeah, you can look. You um, figure it out. Well, it's a, it's like a you know it's like a little boat ride. Mm-hmm. And it takes you through like pirates being like squash bunk buckling people. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> uh, what do you want me to just t- take you there? Take you there. Uh, well, the story goes that during the construction of the attraction for the one in Florida, okay, which came second after the one in uh, California, um, that during the construction of the one in Florida, a construction worker named George died. Oh, man. Now, claims of how he died vary. Some say he was crushed by a falling beam. While others say that he fell from a control tower, which, like, mm-hmm. uh, when you go on the ride, you get in your little boat, and then there's a control tower, like, above where the loading is, uh-huh. and it's the person that um, basically makes sure everything's going okay, and then they kind of, like, push the button to get the boats to go. Yes. Um, so they kinda, they're kind of like the eyes above. But the story goes that shortly after the construction um was complete and the ride opened that this woman would frequently visit the ride and ask to have a boat all by herself. Interesting. And she did this so often that cast members kind of started to recognize her. Um, And cast members recalled her talking to herself. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Sorry, I should have clarified. If you don't know what a cast member is, that's just what uh, Disney calls their employees. They think they're fancy or some shit. They add a little (laughs) bit of flavor to it. Once you love somebody who used to be one, they're like, I was a cast member at Disney. (laughs) I'm like, okay, you sold t-shirts. They're a different breed. They really are. And I wore a, I've only been to Disney one time. I wore a sweatshirt one day to class and this girl was like, oh my God, did you go to Disney World? I was like, yeah. And she was like, I was a cast member. And I was like, a lot of people have Disney World sweatshirts. <laughs> uh, one time I was, uh, this is off topic. One time I was in line for a ride and there wasn't very many people in line. And so they have like these gates that can open and close in line. Um, that's supposed to be for evacuation purposes. You're supposed to be able to just like cut through. Uh-huh. And so, you know, like it wasn't a long line. So you didn't need to weave all the way through. And so the people in front of me, um, they went through this like little gateway um, like it won't really break into rules. I'm gonna be honest. We were still in line, and so they were. Br- <laughs> they they went through. To, people in front of them went through. Everybody was going through. This girl in front of me was a cast member, and ah. she closes the gate and turns to me and goes, "This isn't supposed to be open." And we all had to walk all around. <laughs> I was like, "You don't even work at this attraction. If you off the clock, you off the clock." Honestly, if I'm off the clock, I'll give a fuck what happens. 
It's a mind your business. Mind your business. They ain't gonna know that you went through the gate. No, they're not. Just let just let them do what they want to do. It ain't your it ain't your problem. You ain't you ain't working. Yeah, we, it's not like we went backstage or nothing. It's fine. It is fine. Lord. Anyways, so people notice this woman get on the ride. She be talking to herself. Sometimes she be crying. And you're oh like, God! <laughs> people <laughs> the Pirates of the Caribbean and ride. It's an emotional ride. Um, not really. Uh, it's fun though. It is. Um, but uh, you know, you're like, who the, who the hell is this woman? Well, turns out it was George's mother. Oh. Who was heartbroken by the death of her son. She would ride the attraction and visit with the ghost of her late son. The heck? Now, ever since the opening of the attraction, it has become a tradition that cast members would say good morning to George before starting work and tell George good night before leaving for the evening. And this is because George is a little mischievous. Oh, you know, he's, he's a friendly ghost, but he's got, you know, he's got to <laughs> pull some pranks. He ain't walking in on anybody naked, but uh, it's said that if a cast member does not wish George a good morning or a good night, that things will go wrong. Oh, no. George has been known to make the ride break down or malfunction, causing troubles for those working. So, you know, they got to make sure they, they say good morning. Dang. Pay your respects. And if the ride has issues in the morning, it's the night crew's fault for not wishing him a good night. Oh, damn. You know, he'll be like, I remember this for the morning. Uh-huh. Uh, the same issue may also occur if uh, someone says they don't believe in George, almost like George needs to prove himself. Oh. George has also been known to mess with the ride if a guest is acting rude or difficult, which, you know, don't be an asshole. Yeah, don't I be get an that, asshole. I get that Disney kind of expensive, but, you know, I get it. It's Florida. It's hot as hell. And the, the line is long, but you ain't got to be an asshole. I've seen people just absolutely scream at cast members. I'm like, this is unnecessary. Go somewhere else. Honestly, when we rode the Pirates of the Caribbean when we went, that was the last ride of the night that we did. And that was the one we had to wait in the longest. We only had to wait 45 minutes, though. Yeah. Because we, we really, I don't know what my family did when we went to Disney World, but we rocked that bitch on first try. And it was five of us. Mm-hmm. I led the charge. <laughs> We got Obviously. it. We got it done. But yeah, that was the last ride we rode that night, so we were all a little cranky because Mason was just like, "Please get me out of here." Yeah, <laughs> it was uh, fun. Though. I never wait more than I would say like twenty minutes for that ride, but I try to hit that first thing in the morning. Yeah, the- we didn't really know about it, and at that point, we were like, honestly, we just kind of want to stand still. <laughs> it's a nice ride, though. It's like fifteen minutes that you just in a boat. Yeah, so it was. it's a good time to take a nap. <laughs> take a nap. <laughs> I love taking naps in Disney. It'd be the best sleep of your life. <sighs> Now, cast members also believe that if the light in the control tower, the control tower that George is believed to have fallen from, um, if the light is on in the control tower during the scene where the town is burning, um, that this is a sign that the day ahead will be difficult for those working. Uh, How you may be wondering... I, I wrote how. How? <laughs> how you must be wondering. Uh, <laughs> you think you got some typos? I got some typos. <laughs> now, you may be wondering, is George real? Well, the answer is, I don't know. <laughs> there is no proof that someone ever died while the attraction was built, let alone a person named George. <laughs> um, it's kind of more like an urban legend, but I thought I would still tell it because it's, I mean, shit. If somebody believes it enough, it's probably true. Probably. You know what I mean? It could just be a way that they explain when things go wrong. When things fuck up. But also, you know, George, or what was his name? Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> I always said George Washington. <laughs> he 
also is not with us anymore. No, he's not. Um, so Abraham Lincoln, you know, he didn't die at the White House, but he'd be haunting it. That's true. So, you know, maybe George just loved Pirates that plot of, the of Land. <laughs> he loved that plot of land. He loved that swamp land in Florida. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, it could be that he's still haunting it, even though he didn't die there. Maybe he wrestled gators out there. <laughs> it's, it's possible. Maybe he was a gator. <laughs> now, my second story is of Walt Disney World. Walt Disney's ghost. <laughs> oh, shit. No. I read a book about him wow. in fifth grade. Was it the really thick one? He has, like, a real thick one. No, it's those really thin ones. You know, it's it's the one where, like, whoever it is has, like, a really big head and a tiny body. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, about, you know, all, like, famous people. Like, they got one for Barack Obama and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was one of those. It was good. I really liked it. I think it had a project on it. It was, like, maybe 50 pages. <laughs> If, if for any of you who didn't read a book uh, about Walt Disney, you know, I don't, here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you a little bit about him. Just a little bit. Nothing too much. Thanks. If you want anything more, you can, I don't know, watch a documentary. What, you just want to spoon food, feed this to you? Please do. Oh. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> now, Walter Elias Disney was born in December 5th, 1901. In 1920, he moved to California and opened the Disney Brothers Studios with his brother Roy. And in 1928, he developed his famous character of Mickey Mouse, which was voiced by Walt himself. Never heard of him. Never heard of Mickey Mouse? No. <laughs> he, I mean, he's just like a little, just a little known guy, you know? Uh, never heard of him. Not a mouse I'm familiar with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you familiar with Chuck E. Cheese? I am. That's the only mouse I'm Charles Entertainment Cheese. <laughs> well, after years of creating classic films such as, you know, Snow White, Mary Poppins, Cinderella. I've watched all of those movies. Congrats, man. <laughs> um, I've actually never watched Mary Poppins all the way through. It's not my favorite. Mason, it's just, it's my brother used to long. like it. I like sound music. That's just that's I mean, not who, the same, but similar who doesn't? to me. <laughs> Anything with Julie Andrews is going to be a bop. Now, Walt became a household name after, you know, all these films were created. Mm-hmm. You know, he won a few Academy Awards, you know, nothing nothing too special. No. Um, <laughs> but Walt wanted to do more. Uh, he wanted to create a place where parents and children could have fun together. Because uh, I guess, like, back at this time, um, this was in the 50s, you, pretty much if you were a parent, you kind of just took your kid to the park and you sat on a bench and watched them have fun and play and you just sort of just sat there and just took it i guess <laughs> yeah it sounds like more um, honestly i would be out there running with them yeah well i guess also like that would be weird um i think about like were parents allowed on certain things you know probably not i feel like most playgrounds these days are like only built for children and i think that's bullshit because <laughs> me and brandon <laughs> i were, love to swing we were on going on a walk like a few months ago and there's playground at the end of our walk so we were gonna go play on the playground and we got there there were kids there <laughs> and since we're adults that would be odd so we yeah. had to leave <laughs> because some of the stuff's still fun like some of the stuff that's probably a little bit too dangerous for the kids yeah, now like I like it. Bars. Yes, and the shit that you stand on and you can spin each other around mm-hmm. and hold on and see if you'll fly off. Yeah. Yeah, we really wanted to do that, but we couldn't because we're adults now. Yeah, and I think also like with theme parks at that point, um, it was a lot of like, okay, your kid's going to get in this little boat and they're just, it's just going to go around uh-huh. a circle and you're just going to, you can't fit because you'll sink the boat. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> Walt wanted to, he wanted to make a place where, you know, parents and kids could have fun together, you yeah. know? parents could maybe you know feel like kids themselves you know Mm -hmm. i mean if you're paying money you might as well enjoy right true 
I mean, wild concept. <laughs> uh, so he set out to create Disneyland. And in 1955, after five years of planning and construction, Disneyland opened to the public, Anaheim, California. Uh, which, for those of you who don't know, Disneyland is the one in California. Disney World is the one in Florida. Um, which, just a fun fact, the land the uh, Disneyland was built on was originally Orange Groves. So, uh, I mean, he, it he, is in Orange County, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so Disneyland opens, and it's a massive, a massive success. I mean, uh, people love it. And in 1965, Walt began developing plans for another theme park located in Florida, which, you know, today is known as Disney World. But sadly, Walt would not see the completion of Walt Disney World as he would pass in 1966 due to lung cancer. Ooh. Which I don't think a lot of people know this. He was like a closeted smoker. Um, um, he didn't really like to, you know, it's not something you broadcast. Like, you also, know? it was the 50s, so if he was an open smoker, I don't think I would yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. But I think he, you know, he tried to keep a... A good face. Yeah. Which, um, if you ever watch, you might like this movie. Um, it's called Saving Mr. Banks, and it's I've like it. it's got Tom Hanks in it, and mm. um, it's basically the premise is Walt Disney is trying to create the movie Mary Poppins, but the lady yeah. who wrote Mary Poppins is like really crotchety, oh, and so okay. it kind of gives you some insight into his life. And there's yeah. a part where like you kind of see him coughing, but then like he's coughing in his office, and then he comes out and he's like, "Hello, hi, everything's great." You oh, know what I mean? It's kind of sad. So uh, he had he had kind of a sad childhood, um, but we'll not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in the notes. <laughs> uh, so if you're familiar with how Magic Kingdom is laid out, which uh, Magic Kingdom is the one with the castle. Yes. Not to be confused with any of the other perks. Um, so if you're familiar with how it's laid out, you'll know that when you first enter the park, the first little bit of the park is called Main Street USA. And it kind of just looks like a cute little town. It's based off of Walt's hometown of uh, Marklin. I think it's Marslin, Missouri. I don't know. Never, I've never been there. Never been to Missouri. <laughs> I just said Missouri. <laughs> thought you did that on purpose. <laughs> no, I was getting Minnesota and Missouri mixed up, and so I put them together. I've never been to Minnesota either. <laughs> well, in Disneyland in California, above the fire station on Main Street, there's this tiny little apartment. Uh, and during construction of the theme park, Walt wanted to stay on property, you know, so you can keep an eye on the place, uh-huh. and, you know, he was going to be working late. Um, so they built a tiny little 500-square-foot apartment above the fire station. And after... Walt's death, in order to pay tribute to him, cast members made it a tradition to leave a light on in the apartment. Oh. So when you walk down Main Street, you can kind of see the light in the window. Uh, but according to legend, this wasn't always the case. It's said that one day, uh, there was a cleaning lady who was coming in, and she was cleaning the apartment, and before she left, she turned off the light. I mean, mm-hmm. gotta save that electricity. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Disney World's real concerned about their electricity costs. <laughs> Can you imagine? Um, must be astronomical. <laughs> I don't want to imagine. Um, so she turns off the light before leaving. Um, but when she, you know, went to go leave, she looked back up. The light was on. She was like, I could have sworn I turned this off. Yeah. She comes back up and she, she turns it off. Yeah. And, you know, in some reports, you know, it says that she unplugged it. Um, but she goes back downstairs. It's on again. She's like, Damn. you gotta be kidding me. Well, she walks back up there and she hears... The voice of Walt's ghost oh, saying, I'm still here. What the heck? And that's when she was like, well, we're going to leave, the, li- Goodbye. We're gonna leave the light on. <laughs> so uh, the light in the window has been left on ever since. Some cast members have reported hearing Walt's voice in the apartment. 
And I like to believe, you know, Walt, he's just there keeping an eye on the place, you know? Damn. He can't, he can't trust nobody. He should really move his headquarters from the fire station to the top of Cinderella's castle. I mean, that would be... Because there be, is, like, a little... There's, like, a room up there, right? So, um, so the one in Disneyland, that is Sleeping Beauty's castle. And uh, it's a little bit smaller. It doesn't have a little apartment in it. Uh, Cinderella's castle in Florida does. Now in California, which is where his ghost is, uh-huh. um, there is a nice-ass apartment above the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. I mean, shit's nice. So that's what I would relocate he to. Go, he should go up there. But, I mean, maybe he's just a simple guy. He likes a 500 square foot square put <laughs> he's like this is all i need this is all i need he's a simple man is he he's a simple guy <laughs> listen i don't know about all that no. no he's really i don't think not a simple guy he was the definition of extra before extra became a thing <laughs> he was a perfectionist that i've been i've, I've heard i would i would i would believe it i but, believe you but that is that is the story and i'm i'm sticking to it <laughs> I, I believe it for now <laughs> but oh, thank you for listening yes. to that thank you for that nice little ghosty story now you make me want to go back to Disney World again since I've only been once I want to go back to I want to go back to Magic Kingdom give her another shot I didn't get to do everything I wanted I want to go back to Animal Kingdom it's my favorite don't come at me fuck y'all it's my favorite there's animals there I am conflicted because they're in cages kind of they're, they're not they're really in, they're in nicer habitats this isn't I like know. tiger king but i still i still feel weird going to the zoo but i don't care animal king is my favorite i have my favorite rides the yeti ride was my favorite you know okay. which one i, I know what about. you're talking about i know what you're talking look about. i know you're, i've been there a before. i know you're a disney expert but i'm saying that it's <laughs> my favorite also i think magic kingdom was way too hyped for me and um, i got there and i was like i mean it's fucking all right there's a bunch of screaming kids uh, I really like Magic Kingdom, <laughs> but I magic. think you, you also went around Christmas, and shit gets very busy. I did. I did. So, now, Epcot. Epcot. I want to go there. We didn't actually get to go uh, there. There's not too much to, like, actually, like, do ride-wise, but yeah. that's where you drink around the world. It's great. Know. When I go without, when I go with, you know, just a, just a friend. I'll take you. I'll yeah. take you, me, you, Brandon, and I, I guess I had to bring somebody. I want a third wheel. True. I did not like Hollywood Studios. It was boring. It's a little too small, yeah. It was boring. We had to ride that one ride, Rock and Roller Coaster, twice. Mason almost threw up the second time. <laughs> Anyways, I'm done talking about my Disney preferences. Wow. After my one trip. After her one trip, she's an expert. <laughs> Anyways. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for our, um, our theme for next week is Killer Kids. Yikes. Um, I really don't know how I'm going to go about that one because i don't want to do kids who kill other kids <laughs> that seems sad and i also don't want to do anything that's kids dying might just do kids who kill adults that would be that's something that's something different yeah i'm probably gonna try i'm gonna probably go that route if anybody was wondering this little sneak peek <laughs> i haven't started it i haven't thought about it actually so <laughs> i haven't either oh. anyways well thank you so much for listening don't forget to rate review subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, send us your weird stories at this is going to mm-hmm. sound weird at gmail.com if we read it. And on, on our, our uh, little episode that we do once a month, you'll get a koozie, maybe a sticker, you know. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. And we'll then s- we'll see how good the story is. Yeah. If it's shitty, you'll get nothing. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, follow us on Instagram at going to sound weird pod, Twitter, going to sound weird. 
join our Facebook group, really getting in there, been fighting, just kidding, but yeah, join it, it's fun. So, mm, that's it. All right, thanks for listening. Thank you. Stay weird. Bye. Goodbye.